This is the Tom Bigby Tales podcast. I'm Shannon Evans, and I write about Columbus, a small town in Northeast Mississippi. Today's episode is titled Marketing Money Madness. The marketing budget of the CVB is a convoluted mess. It's unnecessarily disorganized, but also $60,000 plus over budget. For fiscal year 2022-2023, that just ended in September. It is clear to me why their marketing messages are so mixed up, because they muddled the marketing by using so many marketing organizations. For example, at least two branding companies were used, presumably, to formulate the CBB brand. Why? The branding was done recently, as in, I believe, two years ago and was revised across all marketing materials, the double-decker buses, signs, etc. So, why was Image Concepts hired in December of the last fiscal year, and Inc. hired to the tune of $21,250 also? I believe Image Concepts did cups and swag bags. However, it's not clear as their coding on the ledger is building while ink is marketing. But wait, there's more. Because uh, business-to-business branding geniuses Kenilworth Media, Inc. from Ontario, Canada, of all places, was also used. Two checks were sent there for a total of $3,900. And only one check <clears throat> has an invoice number coded and is noted as marketing. Marketing what, I wonder? The next big marketing bill is to destination marketing company Madden Media. They're from Tucson, Arizona. Two invoices were paid to them on 6-23-2023, each for $3,352. Two weeks later, a third check is sent to them again for $3,352. On July 7th of 2023, that, excuse me, the third check was sent for $3,352. I'm going to repeat that because I just screwed it up. $3,333.52 was sent on July 7th, making a total of $10,000 plus sent to Mad Media. Two of the invoices have the exact same invoice number, 2021-008. Why? What was the service provided and what, more importantly, were the results? What is the return on the $10,000 investment in marketing dollars? Why are two of the checks coded the same invoice? Where are the marketing result reports from these marketing campaigns? We have no idea. In April of 2023, the McClatchy Company of Modesto, California, was first hired to do something marketing for $300. They were paid another $300 in June of 2023. They are a marketing firm, but the small amount paid leaves many questions. What did the CVB order? possibly press releases, but it's, again, not clear. Then there are the five checks 
to MSU Bulldog Properties for $17,350 each. They are dated February 6th, April 13th, April 27th, May 30th, and June 7th for a grand total of $86,750. Again, what tourism benefit did we directly receive from the MSU Jumbotron ads in Starkville that we would have not gotten without those ads? Where are the numbers for the views? What were the conversions? Other than the, the Mississippi State perks Carpenter got related to football games, what benefit did Columbus receive as a result of that sizable investment? In December of 2022, the CVB hired Naylor LLC for something related to marketing for $2,809.50. Naylor is an association advertising and exhibit sales agency. Another $2,169.50 was sent to Naylor in March of 2023. Was the CVB footing the bill for the ads for one of the many boards that Carpenter sits on? Hmm. Someone definitely needs to look at checks 5120 and 5266 and the associated invoices for that marketing boondoggle. In July of 2023, the CVB paid $15,000 to Placer Labs, Inc., an analytics company that specializes in foot traffic analytics. Interesting. We have not had any real tourism foot traffic to analyze since 2013. What events would they analyze that warrant a $15,000 investment when none of our current, current tourist events sponsored by the CVB even bring in $15,000 in profit. Who does that? It is yet another example of Carpenter who has no idea what she's doing. In January of 2023, Power Play Marketing out of Las Vegas, Nevada was first engaged for $4,000 with no indicated invoice in the ledger. Three more checks were then written to Power Play on, on April 27th, for $4,500, on July 7th for $4,000, and then a final check on July 11th was cut for $3,500. What did that buy? PowerPlay specializes in game day programs. I am betting that she bought ads on MSU programs. What would be your guess at this point? Then we are back to Snapshot Publishing that I've previously covered in two separate podcasts. The agency is owned by Carpenter's sorority sister and who just happens to be the sister-in-law of Tate Reeves, the current governor of Mississippi. Her name is Lee Reeves. Over $32,000 in checks have gone to Snapshot with no real idea of what services they have provided. One check, number 5153, has no invoice number attached and yet was for $15,150. If I were treasurer, that is one of the first physical checks that I'd want to lay eyes on and then ask for all purchase orders, work orders, invoices, and emails associated with that check and with Snapshot. 
and every other check written to Snapshot. Check numbers 4992-5033-5050-5109-5138-5153-5398, and 5398, all written to Snapshot for large sums of money, have no invoices attached at all. None. Who does the bookkeeping and why has this been allowed to happen? It is a persistent problem. But we are not finished yet. In November of 2022, Special Editions Publishing was paid $10,000 with check number 5036 and not one note or invoice number is attached. What magazine ad was purchased for what market? On what dates was it available? Apparently, in July of 2023, Carpenter felt the need to hire a strategic marketing consultant ostensibly for the historic home tours, as that is what's in the memo line, for $2,942.50. But, of course, there's no invoice. And in July, this makes no sense at all, as she had completely abandoned the historic home tours group this year and even withheld the, the grant they had been awarded by the CVB. Then there are the tens of thousands of dollars spent on local radio, talk radio, and TV stations across the region. Not the state, the region, especially the ones focused in the Starkville area. And of course, the $4,000 paid to the Lamar Company for a Lowndes County billboard for Visit Columbus. I think it's clear where our $300,000 of the CVB budget went for marketing. If it all really went where the ledger is annotated that it went. But with no invoices, it's a big if. What is also clear is we have nothing to show for this investment of the hard-earned tax dollars of Columbus residents. Where are the market reports? Where are the impact reports? More importantly, how many visitors were directly linked to any of these marketing efforts? Where are the tourists? If there is no data, why? Why does the CVB board continue to keep Carpenter as the director? Clearly, she has no idea what she's supposed to be doing or that using so many marketing agencies is creating a messy, mixed marketing message. No wonder we have no tourists. They have no idea why or when to visit. One need only look at the broken and dated looking website and the abandoned Facebook page of the CVB to assume nothing is happening or worth seeing in Columbus. We can do better than this. This isn't rocket science, but clearly for Carpenter it is. Fire her and hire someone who has a tourism background with a successful measurable track record in reviving a CVB that is currently DOA.